Hi, friends. Welcome to season two of Invest Your Best with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes for you to live your best life mentally, physically, and spiritually by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have raw, real, and open conversations about what it takes for you to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Hey guys, welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Allie Kay. And on this episode, I sit down and just have one of those real and open conversations with Kristen Luell. Now, if you're not following Kristen, go follow her today. She is a wife, a mother to the cutest little boys, a model, entrepreneur, influencer, But most importantly, she is keeping it real on the gram. She is someone who promotes body positivity. She uplifts women and encourages supporting community over competition. And she just gives you that daily dose of confidence that you might be missing in your life. So stick around. All right, guys, welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Allie Kay, and today I am so excited. I have the bombshell, Kristen Luell, on the show today. If you don't know Kristen, I'm sure you do. She is a mom, a wife, a model, entrepreneur, influencer, just doing everything. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So I have to be honest with you. I actually have been following you, I think for like a couple years now. And wow. like the first time, the first time I ever saw you was with the whole Sports Illustrated search. And I love like what you stand for. Because first of all, I mean, if you follow Kristen, you're a bombshell. Like you're curvy, you are the real body type, and you've never like changed who you are to fit that like stereotypical model category. You're kind of just like, hey, I'm going to rock my body. This is what it is. Take it or leave it. So just tell me about like Sports Illustrated, that journey. I just saw your video, like the one with the Baywatch where you fall. Like you're just, (laughs) you're just real. You're keeping it real. So tell me about that whole journey. So when I found out about the Sports Illustrated swim search, I um, had just had my second child. So as you know, as a mom, it's a journey in itself. Being a woman, I think with being a woman, like we're constantly forced to face challenges um, in life. So whether you're getting your period and becoming a woman, it's high school or college or relationships or becoming a mom or menopause, like we're constantly changing and evolving physically and emotionally. So I had just had uh, my second child. So I was four months postpartum and I saw oh my that, gosh. yeah. And I saw that they were doing a search again and I took a screenshot. I sent it to my husband. I was like, should I do it? And his immediate response, can I swear on here? <laughs> Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> he was like, fuck yeah. And he said, do it for the moms. And his support was huge because I kind of will get in my head sometimes as confident as I might appear. Like I, I still get in my head and um, have doubts. So 
I go back and forth and he's such a good support. He's like, it's either a yes or a no. And he was fully on board. So that kind of gave me that extra boost of confidence. And once I submitted, I remember I'm like, at the time I was living in a dorm room because we were in the middle of Pennsylvania. My husband was playing for the pirates. I have two kids alone, no family, no friends, literally zero friends, nothing, no gym. Wow. So I was alone, um, depressed, all these things. And um, I was like, I don't have a professional camera or video. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be in my dorm room. I think Conway was like throwing up on me in my video. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, if I'm really going to go on this journey, I need to be real from the get because I can fake it. I can maybe find a videographer or something in Pittsburgh. I can be in a bikini, but eventually the front would wear, wear off and catch up to me. So I made a promise to myself, if I'm going to go on this journey, I'm going to be real. And from day one, I was real. And just putting myself out there made me realize like the fear is what holds us back in almost anything that we want to do. It's easy to be comfortable. It's easy to get that nine to five job. It's comfortability is exactly that it's comfortable, but where you find confidence and where you grow is when you're uncomfortable. Um, And what my husband always says is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. the second I did that, I was like, holy shit, I just submitted for Sports Illustrated. And I really wanted to do it for the moms. I wanted to do it for the curvy girls. Everyone who's, I I have to be careful because you know, there's always someone who's going to give you slack for saying real or normal, but the majority of women aren't represented. So I was happy Mm -hmm. to be that person as scary as it was. And I progressed through the rounds and I just kind of knew I was going to make it as weird as that sounds. I just had a feeling like when we were in that room waiting to hear our names in Miami, everyone's talking and being friendly and dancing. And I was just silent. I was just in the zone. I was for five hours straight. And then they tell us, you know, once we make this top 16, that we're going to walk in a runway. I've never walked in a runway. I've never public outside of like friends and family in a bikini. I've never done a professional photo shoot at this point. Um, It was the scariest thing I've ever done and the most liberating thing I've ever done. I'm four months postpartum, just had my second baby. I've got stretch marks. I haven't lost all the baby weight yet. And I strut down that runway. And when I got back, I was like, I want to do it again. Like, yes, so liberating. And so that was really the start of my process of um, really confidence as a woman. It's been a 30 year journey, but that's where it really took off. And I realized the power of a platform that you have and that you can affect other women. And I kind of got off on that. I was like, this is like fun. This is beyond me. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of addicting ever since. I love that. I mean, the fact that you did it at four months pregnant, like I think I was still in diapers at four months postpartum. Right? <laughs> like, no one tells you about, by the way, that you leave in a hospital in a diaper too. <laughs> I know. I feel like when you when you get pregnant, everyone's like, oh my gosh, congratulations. But no one tells you like, you're not going to sleep. You're not going to know who the hell you are. Like everything's going to be different. Like no one really like preps you for the real stuff. No. I know like for me, I think I've I started living like my authentic life after kids. Like I just feel so empowered. And I, I always say this, like I was a people pleaser. And I feel like now I don't care. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna live life the way I want to. Do you kind of feel like motherhood kind of empowered you to just kind of like step into like who you truly are? One thousand percent. It's so funny, like so my sister just found out she's pregnant, which is so amazing. And she's already kind of giving less fucks. 
And she kind of, she said that in a text and she goes, I just don't even care about, it was like maternity shoot or something. And uh, I was like, welcome to the world of not giving a flying fuck. And the more you have, like the first kid, Jackson, I was like, wow, I really don't care what people think anymore. I'm just like, I'm I'm a superwoman. I just gave birth and did this. I felt so empowered. And then by a second one, I was like, I give zero fucks, like <laughs> negative fucks, if that's possible. <laughs> I'm going to do Sports um, Illustrated. Like, <laughs> I don't know what exactly it is about motherhood and, you know, giving birth, but you just, I think you kind of realize how powerful you are and growing a human inside you or whatever path you take to conceiving a child. Um, it's so empowering and a man can't do that. Only women can do that. <laughs> I mean, at least as far as 2021, who knows, but um, know. so empowering. And like, you know, I mean, I I gave birth vaginally and I was, I felt like such a adrenaline rush. Like I felt like superhuman strength. And that moment made me realize what I'm capable of and how much I've been limiting myself. Yes. So that really um, just skyrocketed, like realizing I can do anything the fuck I want and no one can stop me. It's so true. I don't know. Like, I was definitely guilty of this. Like, before I had kids, like, when I thought of a mom, I just think of, like, a minivan, like, at the baseball fields on the weekends, in the kitchen. Like, that's it. Like, kind of, like, you die. And I think, like, you know, like, a part of you dies, I guess, inside of you. But I think it's so important for women to understand that, like, your life is about to begin. Like, even as a mom, like, you can still dream and have kids. And I think that's the powerful thing is like, now you're showing your kids something too. Exactly. Exactly. And I was actually just thinking about this. I, I don't know if you do this, but I constantly am visualizing or having conversations with myself and handing out situations. Um, And I was actually just thinking about this because I was thinking about Botox and how I need to get Botox and how some people have their views on the aging process, Um, whether it's natural or has Mm -hmm. um, elective treatment. But I was thinking about how even though I'm a proponent of Botox and facials and whatever you want to do physically, I do embrace the chapters I, I'm going through as a woman aging wise. So whether it's your teenage years, um, college years, your first relationship, your marriage, newlyweds, whatever, motherhood, those are each chapters that you have to really accept as a woman. Like that, that phase is over mm-hmm. and now I'm starting a new phase. And that's what motherhood is. It's a new chapter. Right. And a part of you died because it kind of does. It's, it does. But I think a better way to say it is like, it's just a new chapter. That yes. chapter is closed. And now we're starting something else because I definitely go back or I'll look at people who don't have kids. I'm like, oh, the freedom. I know. <laughs> to take a nap. Just to take a nap. <laughs> Or to just be like, let's just go get happy hour. Yeah. Let's just go do it. Like, like, what's that like? Yeah. If people like ask us to dinner, it's like, I'm like, I need like at least two weeks advance. Yep. <laughs> so that's the thing like people don't understand with kids. And that's definitely the part I miss the most is the freedom. But you can make it work. And that's what I try to tell new parents or parents who are struggling. It's like, you can make it work. It's harder. It might be more expensive but it's worth the investment in yourself and in your marriage. Yeah. And that's true. Even about, I like how you put that. Everything's different. It's like a new chapter. Everything's different. It's not bad. It's not, it's just different. And I love how you said you have to, you have to plan and do the work and stuff. So let's just walk through marriage. I love your relationship with your husband. You guys are like just a sexy couple and you can tell like that fire is still inside and you have like, how old are your kids? Your kids are young. 
They're just turned three. And then Jackson, he likes to remind me that he's almost five, but he's five in July. So he's four and a half. (laughs) Yeah. So there's still like that crazy, you know, phase. How do you keep, how do you keep that like spark alive? Like, tell me, walk me through that. (laughs) I'm taking notes. Yeah. So we, we have like this theory that we, and it sounds kind of weird, but we compare our family and our marriage to a business and any successful organization is going to start from the top down, meaning Mm -hmm. your employees will not be happy and your company will not run successfully unless your CEO is a leader um, and make sure everyone underneath them is happy as well. So I always say that I, first of all, I put me first. I'm number one. (laughs) Number two is because I'm not going to be a, bit, a good mom and I'm not going to be a good wife unless I'm happy within myself first. Right. So I, first it goes me, then it goes my marriage and then it goes my kids. And that might be totally ass backwards to some people. But like I said, I need to be happy with who I am as a woman first. Secondly, I need to be in a good partnership with my husband in order to be a good example for my kids and be a leader for my children so that they are good humans growing up. Um, And that they see what love is. And like, that's so important to us to like our kids know, oh, mommy and daddy are going on a date or mommy and daddy are working. They know what those things are. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so cute. I got my nails done and Conway's like, I like your nails. Are you going to date with daddy? Um, Or he loves my, he loves when I do my makeup. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting pretty for daddy. I love little boys. They're so sweet. Yes, they're the best and they love their mamas. Yes. So um, it, we make it a priority to do date nights um, and do social events. And it's hard. And sometimes, it's, as you know, expensive with sitters. Um, thankfully, we have amazing family nearby, which I know not everyone has. Um, and they're the, they're the best. So we just really make it a priority to do things by ourselves without the kids. Because once we kind of fill up our love tank, we say, then we can go be better parents. I love that. I want to just like dissect what you just said, because I truly believe this. And I think other women might have a problem with it as far as like putting ourselves first. You know, I say we have to invest in our best selves in order to give our best selves. That's just how it is. And that's why like working out, getting self-care, whatever that looks like for you, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, how are we supposed to take care of other people? Did you ever go through like mom guilt? Like, I don't know why, but I feel like we feel guilty sometimes if we give ourselves like that time. Have you ever gone through that or like see that? Um, From a day to day, I, again, it might sound weird, but no, I know that I have to invest myself only because I know what it's like on the other end. Yes. When I go too long without taking care of myself, mm-hmm. that's when I get snippy. That's when I, yep. I feel like I'm not, I'm taking it out on my kids or not being the best mom that I want to be. Um, so when I go too long without taking care of myself, I mean, I've, there's definitely been moments where on the opposite of mom guilt, I've broken down crying to Tyler. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing everything for everyone else, which I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I want to, but if you don't take that time for yourself, that's when you have those breakdown moments. That's when you feel those, those moments of weakness as a mom and confusion, um, and guilt. So, but I think the times I do get guilty is when maybe I take a vacation or it's like too many days. And then also sometimes I get guilty when I just don't know what to do because some, you don't have the answers. There's, Mm -mm. there's guidebooks and this and that and parenting, um, theories that you can go with, but you don't know what you're doing. Like that's the thing about motherhood. You never know. You're trying your best. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) And there's moments where I'm like, I'm talking calmly. I'm giving them love and 
candy and all this stuff. And he's still crying and telling me I'm the Mm -hmm. worst mom ever. And there's those moments of like, I don't know what to do. And so I have those moments all the time, Mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) I'm with you on that. I like, you can read as many books out there, but like, there's just, I mean, I just have a theory. You take it day by day, especially like my oldest with this like seven-year-old like attitude, like this teenager <laughs> attitude, I don't I don't even know. But I, I love how you said that. Like, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you might be snippy, you might be moody, whatever yeah. it is. And that's the same for me. Like, my husband will be like, Allie, have you worked out today? You know, all it takes is like 30 minutes for me to just be a better version of myself. Yeah. So yeah. as far as like working out, because I know like on your Instagram, you're doing the March movement thing. Have you always been into fitness or is that something that kind of just happened after babies? And tell me yeah, about that. So I I grew up being an athlete. I always played sports. So that was my version of being active. And then college a little bit, but it was more so like, I just focused on partying really. Like that's all I cared <laughs> about. And, and then, um, pretty much when I met Tyler, honestly, now he's an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, I got this like hot stud, younger calf and I'm the old bull. <laughs> oh my God, stop. What's the age difference? Exactly two years. Um, we're off. Okay. Oh my gosh. You're not that much older. But it was like, I was out of college when I met him and he was in college and, um, okay. and he's like, has 5% body fat or something. I was like, I got to and I wanted to, it wasn't a pressure thing. It was like, I wanted to be better for him and for myself to be more confident. Cause mm-hmm. I had, I was really still not that confident when I first met him and he really helped me in my, my confidence journey. Um, and he embraced Aww. every curve, everything. And so he just kind of inspired me to work out. And so I started working out when I met him, got really into the gym and realized I loved weightlifting. It was just kind of my mm-hmm. escape to put your headphones on, listen to a playlist and not think about anything. And then when I got in, when I had Jackson, I used to bring him to the gym. I had, we had like kind of like a training center with a bunch of girls and I would bring him in and I would bounce him on, on the medicine ball. Girls would take turns yep. bouncing him so I could get my set in and we'd take turns. Yes. Um, and I made it a priority. It was hard, but I'd work around his nap times. And then I just really fell in love with, um, as you know, the process of losing 60 pounds um, wow. the, the human body is insane and still magical. Unreal. unreal to see what, it, I mean, I was hitting 200 pounds and then I was like, holy shit, who am I? Like, I don't know this woman. That was me. That's me. So, and, and we did it twice. So it, it's really powerful what the body can do. So I kind of became a, not obsessed. It was a healthy obsession. I was like, got to get back to my baby weight. And sometimes you don't like, I'm still not pre-baby weight. Me either. Me either. Oh, but I'm healthy and I have more muscle. So I just, I love the process. And now that I'm lifting super heavy and kind of um, pushing myself more than I've ever pushed myself as far as putting weight, it's become so fun because I feel like an athlete again. I have to recover and I have to take care of myself. And it's been fun for me. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Real quick, I wanted to interrupt this podcast and give you the health tip of the day. Now, today's health tip of the day has to do with the importance of sleep and what you can do to get more sleep. Now, I know we all hear it. Sleep is important. We need to get seven to eight hours a night, but I really want to tell you why sleep is so important and how it impacts your daily life. So here are some reasons why good sleep is so important. Number one, poor sleep is actually linked to higher body weight. Also, good sleepers tend to eat fewer calories. Number three is that good sleep can improve concentration and productivity. And number five, poor sleepers actually have a greater risk of heart disease and stroke. I wanted to share some really quick and basic tips that you can start applying to your daily life to get better sleep. So number one is to stick to a sleep schedule. It's really encouraged to go to sleep and wake up at the same time at night and in the morning. Also, number two is to pay attention to what you eat and drink. Obviously, cut back on the nicotine, the caffeine, the alcohol before bedtime because that definitely disrupts your sleep. I know for me, when I eat bigger meals right before bedtime, I tend to wake up frequently during the middle of the night. So pay attention to that. And lastly, create a restful environment. So maybe don't watch TV in your bedroom because it is a stimulant and also maybe give an hour of time off your phone before you go to sleep. And that is the health tip of the day. See, I like how you said, like, make you made it a priority. Even though you had a baby, like, people were taking turns bouncing. I think, like, with anything, if you make anything a priority, you will make time for it and you will get it done. You just have to want it. Well, and that's, I can't remember who or when I heard this, it was a few years ago, but someone said, instead of saying, um, I don't have time, say to yourself, whatever it is, I'm not making time for. So if you say, oh, I don't have time to work out today. And if you say, I'm not making time for myself to work out today, like, damn, that doesn't sound so good. So once you say it like yeah. that, you realize I do have time. And if you're a mom, I get it. But make make time. Even if it's 20 minutes or you're pushing the baby on a stroller outside, like something to get your body moving is, and it helps internally more than anything with your mental health. Yeah. And that was like, for me, like I really quickly got addicted to the feeling I felt, you know, I think like people, for some reason we have this like negative thing about working out, kind of like we're punishing our bodies. And I think like, if you really stay in tuned, like, okay, how do I feel after this workout? You, you realize that it's such a positive influence on your mental health that it's like, you want to go back. Yeah. And there's, there's so many things in life that we don't have control over other people, um, just life in general, the world and what's going on and how people treat each other. We have no control over that. We have control over our bodies. That is one of the only things we have control over. So 
focus on what you can control in your life and you'll feel so much better. It's so true. And I think that alone is just so powerful. So tell me what you're working on now. What are you, what are some of your goals? And I know like manifestation is such a big part of your life. How did that even start and how do you manifest your dreams? So it started when my girlfriend, um, we had just both gotten out of long-term relationships and within, I don't know, six months, she met her now husband who she has three kids with. And she, I was like, Oh my God, you're living your best life. What is going on? You're so happy. And she's like, girl, you need to read the secret. And okay, send this, send me this book. I want what you're having. And, um, I read this book in a couple of days. I watched the documentary and I was like, it makes sense. Um, like attracts like, so I really just started practicing that and, um, being aware of my thoughts and how I can control my thoughts and, um, kind of, uh, jumping off the train of negative thoughts and getting off on a new stop. And so within two months I met Tyler and I was like, this is weird. And so, and that really took off because he's, he's on the same wavelength as me. And so I realized just the power of your thoughts, again, things that you can control. Um, and life sucks, it's going to happen. But if you learn, um, there's this metaphor I, I always say is your thoughts are like a train. And if you don't like where that train is going, you can easily get off on the next stop and hop on another train. And so that's what I try to do when I go down these rabbit holes of negative thoughts, which happens all the time. I have to stop, pause, and then I just think of what I'm grateful for. The air that I'm, as simple as like the air I'm breathing, the two feet that I can walk on, my arms to hug my children. Like we take for granted so many simple things. Um, And through the power of manifesting, I've learned the beauty and simplicity. And I think because I give uh, thanks to all of the simple little things, the universe rewards me for that. So just being positive, being grateful, being present, the universe is going to reward you for it. Um, and I've fully taken advantage of that. So I, I love the power of manifesting. I think it is so real. I know. That's so beautiful. I love that. And I think it's like you said, it's just like almost becoming aware of those thoughts. We're all guilty. And also we see the power of negative thoughts too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, so where can we find you on Instagram and on social media so they could go look you up? So Kristen Lowell is my handle for everything. Instagram is my primary social media. That's where I get raw and I tell you everything. And I am a professional cheerleader for all women. I want to see all women succeed. I want them to all feel beautiful in their skin. Sometimes I get like anxiety after I do a post. I'm like, oh my God, did I share too much? Like, was that too preachy? But I'm like, what would I want to hear as a woman? And like, when I get the messages and same with you, when you get messages like that are so powerful and so inspiring and someone's like, Hey, because of you, I went to the gym today because of you, I made time or because of you, I went after that job. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, this is exactly why I am yes. so raw and real on there. I So I got to ask you. So that's like how I am too. Like it's like those positive messages that keep me going, even though like sometimes I feel like I'm standing naked in front of people because I'm like really putting myself out there. And, and it's it's kind of weird, like even seeing people like locally that follow me and I'm like, this is weird. But like, do you ever get like that one, like right now I'm dealing with mean comments, like, and Mm -hmm. it can be just like one mean comment where I'm like, shit, I just want to shut everything down. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I get mean comments all the time. So something that helped me with that at first, I used to respond because I'm like, let's go like you want to battle nothing to hide. Um, And I know my intentions behind whatever it is I'm saying that you're dissecting. But most of the time, they're trolls. 
And then I really yeah. sat down and I thought about it. I was like, damn. So you created a fake email address so that you could create a fake Instagram account so that you could yeah. go onto my account to say what you want to say that you just so desperately needed to say. You took that much time out of your day. I feel, so, I feel so sorry for you. So once I really looked at it like that, I'm like, this is a sad person and I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to delete that fucking comment because no negativity yeah. on my page. And I'm not going to give them the time of the day and just feel honestly, just feel bad for those people. It's so true. I thank you. I needed to hear that. It's, it's just like, there's always that one person. Really think about the steps that they took to, to try to put their project, their negative feelings onto you. That is a them problem and not a you problem. And that made me feel so much better. It hurts sometimes, but it's like, fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the, it's kind of like how you said, like the purpose is bigger, you know, to like, promote what you're promoting and stuff and like creating a community of women and body positive, like that whole mission is so much bigger than you in a sense where it's like, it's easy to just be like, look, I'm on a mission. Yes, exactly. And you know who you are. You don't need anyone else to tell you who you are. Yeah, so true. Well, thank you, Kristen, for coming on. I could talk to you for hours. I think you're such just, you're a powerful woman. Go look her up on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. And like I said, she's a bombshell. You will be inspired. So thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best of luck in everything that you're doing. You too. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, babe. Bye. 